Welcome aboard the Ark. You are listening to The 100 Podcast, the show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga. Hey everybody, we're reading your feedback about the season four finale and season as a whole. Yippee-doo-dah. This is our part two of our season review, and let us begin with Olivia the Grounder. Yes, so Olivia says... Oh, so this is in response to The Chosen. This is an older email. Yes, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, Olivia says, So in the end, Clark and the gang decide to go to space, back to the ring, or whatever they are going to call it. But we know that Allie was trying to get to the Ark, and if she made it, that means a whole new crop of problems that the gang hasn't even thought of. Also, Season 5 potentially taking place in space and on the ground is an interesting concept. Seeing the parallel struggles of the Blake siblings fighting to stay alive could be really cool, especially if the space gang is keeping up communications with the group on the ground so we get those few emotional beats between siblings who are trying to reconcile after everything they have been through since they got to the ground. So a lot of this is out of date. Well, I mean, the (laughs) thing is, just because Clark can't communicate with them doesn't mean they don't figure out a way to communicate with the I think that's unlikely, to be honest. It is unlikely. But I am interested, but I do still think we'll see... The stuff, I, I do think we'll see both of, like, Octavia on the ground, them in space, in flashback form. I'd be surprised if they didn't t- take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially since we haven't had, really, flashbacks back to pre-ground, grounded yeah. uh, Is the last crew. time we had a flashback Pike? I think it might have been. That was a pretty effective flashback yeah, then. I liked that one. Yeah. Well, also, that was the one that had radioactive. So I can understand yeah. being like, this is the last flashback. It's time, or, you know. I can understand why they wouldn't go back to that era. Yeah. But I would be I would be fine with them going back to this just, yeah, gap. Yeah, this gap. Yeah. I think it makes sense. And it's a wide. It's not like I needed it for like the three-month gap, but when it's five right. or six years. Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch the show for the Bellamy-Clark relationship, and I still love the idea of them getting together at some point in time, potentially. But the relationship between Octavia, who has always been one of my favorite characters since the beginning, and her brother, who is willing to do literally anything to save her, falling apart and coming back together as life happens to them around and around them, has become so much more interesting and compelling to watch. The, this episode has been one of my favorites this season. Also, in regards to the Abby Clark exchange, do you think that Clark really is a good guy? Hmm. I think what Abby had said previ- what Abby had previously said to her about there not being any good guys is more correct. Abby may see her as the good guy slash hero character because she is willing to do whatever it takes to save her people or, as in this season, all of humanity. But to somebody like Jasper or the other people in the DNR group, she's probably a villain because she is willing to do whatever it takes to save some people, even if that means other people dying. Yeah. Um, I completely think that what Abby said before about maybe there are no good guys is true. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think once you when you get into the the level of such a high, you know, high stakes thing where someone has to die either way, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Then calling either person, even if their intentions are good, a, a sort of good guy is hard to do. Yeah, you know, I mean, we look at. I remember we had said, "Oh, Octavia in Dial Dimer, they had like her hero moment, and then mm-hmm. five seconds later, she was like, well, I guess all the Sky Crew needed to die.'" <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I would say that it's almost that 
I definitely agree that there are no good guys makes more sense, but it's also, well, what Clark needed to hear. Yeah, I agree. But beyond that, it's like, well, her intentions are good. Yeah. And it's not from a place of harm. Yeah. So, you know, it's this thing of like, there aren't good guys. We're all, you know, torn apart in these decisions. But like, you are good because you are trying. And it's also her, it's not even just that her intentions are good. It's that her intentions are very, very often selfless. Mm -hmm. It's not about, oh, I want to save myself. Sometimes it's about, I want to save my people, which is, I guess, selfish, but not in a necessarily problematic way, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But very noble. Yeah, I mean, because she she wasn't doing like she wasn't really doing the Jaha thing as far as you know he was trying to you know burn all the crops or take the crops or whatever. Right. I, I guess you could say she was being legitimately selfish at the end of Die All Die Merrily, mm-hmm. but I still think that she was making like the hard choice there. Mm-hmm. You know. But... Yeah. All right. Next email. Yes. I shall read it. Chris here just had a few thoughts about the finale. First, I almost cried tears of joy that Bellamy held up that old wine bottle on the arc windowsill that Jahad drank the day he left for the ground. Terrific callback from Rothenberg and gang. Definitely agree. That was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Really like that. Second, will these new prisoners call Clark a grounder? Haha, <laughs> the parallel would be hilarious. Also, Clark and Bellamy haven't hugged for six years. Okay, I'm done with Bellark stuff for this email, but come on. That moment at the beginning of the episode was amazing. Echo almost committed suicide seems like overkill, but too many great things happened this episode to worry about that. Do you think that was overkill? I think it was... I feel like it was odd. It it was... It felt close to out of character for her. I don't know that we've seen enough of, me, of, of her really, like her headspace, mm-hmm. for me to make a definitive statement about that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem like the kind of character that would do that. I guess she was trying thinking about it as like an honor thing, so I guess that fits. It just felt like unnecessary. And I, and I feel like she's, to me, she also, yes, she has the honor thing and all that stuff, but she also feels like a cockroach the way Murphy is, right? And I, I don't know that I would buy that he would ever stop even look stop trying to survive i mean yeah look how she was the episode before where she was following them and well but at the end of the day her her thing is that she is while she i i think she's less of a cockroach than murphy because she had loyalty yeah murphy's loyalty is to himself and to amori yeah and to their survival as best they can but hers was to ice nation yeah definitely and you know it was one thing when when, you know, she she was trying to do everything she could for Ice Nation and it caused her to get banished. Yeah. And then her knowing, you know, Octavia reinforces that. Yeah. And then she has to go so out of her comfort zone, go to space. Yeah. And she's facing this thing of, yeah. I've betrayed my people. I've betrayed what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And now, like, I think it showed yeah. some vulnerability for her. Yeah. That she wasn't just this, like, crazy, not crazy, mm-hmm. but this, like, homicidal uh-huh. yeah like almost a yeah. monstrous yeah, villain person yeah. who who kills and is only loyal to herself I, yeah. I like seeing that she has this vulnerability yeah because frankly we did see that for her in relation to bellamy mm. in that she 
owed her life to him and she yeah. she did save yeah. him back in season three season three with the explosion of mount leather yeah. i don't know i feel yeah. like this echo is that echo yeah i i can i can buy i certainly don't have a, a major issue with it i feel like it was it felt like an odd place in the finale to me it kind of just felt like a weird diversion mm-hmm. and to me it was really just kind of a rushed thing to make her more sympathetic, give Bellamy another heart moment, mm-hmm. and potentially set up them having more of a connection going forward. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt a little rushed to me. But okay. not a not a not certainly not a major issue with that with that finale. It was just you know, I can see how somebody else might have a major issue with it. Yeah. Uh, Chris goes on. Lastly, here's my crackpot uh, crackhead theory for this week. Crack- what <laughs> crackpot crackhead uh, what if Octavia's group of bunker survivors' bodies can't take the radiation for some reason? Maybe being underground, away from any sort of radiation for so long, hurt their ability to cope with it. Then, they basically become Mount Weather. Jaha becomes basically Dante Wallace, and the little boy he is now in charge of becomes the equivalent of Cage Wallace. Uh, parentheses, now they have new blood to take bone marrow from. All right, you're probably <laughs> you're tired of this email. I love you guys. <laughs> We're not tired. That was a great email. No, that was great. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing about that mm. theory. It's crackheady. Well, the problem is that how how would they be able to communicate? You know what I mean? Like mm. keeping that group truly separate from everybody else who mm. could be on the ground. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't want to see them being like, oh, we we can't be in the same place as you but we have to figure out how to communicate with you Mm. i guess we can't dig you out like i feel like them not being able to dig them out would be more of an exciting thing plot yeah that has an end to it (laughs) i'm well i also as much as i so i appreciate the idea here Mm -hmm. and the parallel and i like i said i like that we're making clark the grounder again but i feel like going to that extreme of also making a new mount weather is like mm-hmm. a step too far it feels a little too repetitious there's one thing yeah. to be like oh the cycle continues but to me that like works better if it's like the final season or something mm-hmm. rather than just doing it again yeah. <laughs> from a different perspective um and i also think the biggest the biggest problem with this unfortunately is that it seems like jaha isn't going to be be a major player so yeah, yeah. that's that's what i wanted to say where yeah. With Jaha probably getting killed off. Yeah. I I I can't see any other answer. Right? If they're saying they're writing him off the show. Did they actually specifically say writing him off? That's what we read on Entertainment Weekly. It was was like he's being written off the show. Yeah. At minimum, we know for sure he's not a series regular next season. Right. Yeah. I'm hopeful that we'll get him for the majority half half the season okay half the season well i'm hoping that they can write him off in a way that he can pop back in and that's where i don't think that that is likely Mm. yeah we'll see we'll see Mm -hmm. all right it's a real sad thing yes yeah all right also just just to be honest it sucks for them that their minorities keep leaving <laughs> like, yeah. first, first we had Lexa, then we had Brian, and then we had the, one of their only black men. <laughs> so just, yeah, well, Pike but, was meanie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, and you obviously minorities. You mean it in different senses, not just racial minorities. Yeah, for those yeah, who yeah. I just mean don't understand. Their their diversity. Whatever you their want to diversity say. Yeah. is narrowing in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Nicole. Yes. So Nicole says, I just listened to your reaction podcast 
and I think I'm starting to sort out my thoughts and separate them from my feels. <laughs> All Both of these things were capitalized. Like, thoughts? Feels. <laughs> All right. I definitely voted season two in your finale poll. The one finale, which in my opinion, was completely weighty and unpredictable. But season four is right behind it as my personal fave. You might say I'm having a head versus heart reaction. Ha ha. Ha. <laughs> But I just really enjoyed it for the character and relationship beats in a way that's hard to articulate. Yeah. I want to pause real quick and say, you know, funnily enough, on uh, my other podcast I used to do, we would grade the episodes Mm -hmm. and I would sometimes do a head versus heart grade. Oh. Be like, oh, this is my like being intelligent grade and this is my like feels grade. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) You're cute. All right. The last couple of minutes and ending twists were a great setup slash fresh start for the next season. But I know you agree with that part, and it was mostly the Team Rocket action <laughs> you guys were underwhelmed by. Was it the Team Rocket? I mean... No, for me, for me it was. For me, yeah. it, for, for me, I, I was me saying that I didn't feel any tension, that I felt like what they were doing was a little bit boring. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I meant. I was just like, uh. Team Rocket, how is this related to Pokemon? <laughs> and I was like, oh, duh, Team blasting off space all right good job Olga. i am smart yep i was thought i was thinking there was like another relation being uh, you think connection like, being yeah, made like, between they're like mischievous or something yeah i was like i don't see the other connection other than murphy and, murphy and amori yeah <laughs> much more competent um so th- whose mouth uh echo, sure. echo. <laughs> Definitely. so the negative first it didn't really bug me at the time, but I definitely get your point about the stakes not feeling real because not one person in this episode was believably in danger and clearly they were going to make it to the arc. So it was just watching them get from point A to point B, with the exception of Echo, who I genuinely feared would hurt herself for a second. I didn't physically worry about anyone. I emotionally worried about Clark getting left alone and the others having to leave her behind, though. Yeah, yeah I get that. And that's one of those things where I feel like if I hadn't heard some of the rumors leading to that... I would have thought about it more. I was just like, okay, get, get me to the flashback. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> my flash forward. Yeah. yeah. For <laughs> me, even though I expected a flash forward, yeah. I didn't know the rumors. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, she'll be fine. <laughs> I was just, I don't yeah, know. Because that's the thing is, it would be one thing if I felt like, and I didn't, to be clear, I didn't know, I didn't hear any rumors or whatever about a flash forward. I just assumed there'd be a flash yeah. forward because yeah. they'd set up this five year gap thing. And. So it'd be one thing if I was like, oh, we're, we're going to end with her alone. Next season, she's going to be all alone. That'll be like heartbreaking or tough for her mm-hmm. or whatever. But I assume there'd be a flash forward. So I was like, right. we're not going to actually see her pain of having to deal with that, really. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, she'll get used to it. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we discussed on the podcast, we were like, she's going to, she might be like feral yeah. or not. And I didn't I'm say like, feral. I said insane. No. In- yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> she had Maddie. Yes. Which we didn't expect. Yeah. All right. I also get that there was no typical the hundred dark slash morally ambiguous slash philosophical element, which we got more last week and earlier in the season. But this was more dot 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 straightforward. Do you have something to say to that? No, keep going. Okay. But in my opinion, season two was the only one that really went went for it there. Like season three touched on the whole is free will more important than happiness or security thing. I never really thought that was a debatable question, at least not the way it was presented in the show. I feel differently, but that's fine to each their own. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like Clark's moment of like, specifically because of the stakes of her, of Allie being like, the whole world's going to end. I feel like there's a lot of weight to her being like, everybody could be in the city of light and be saved. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm but I'm choosing that Too, that's not yeah. worth it. And I feel like that to me that added weight because of all the allegorical like mental illness things that were going on in that season mm-hmm. and saying and also talking I also feel like it was a commentary in heaven. So I felt like there was just even if like ultimately like I expected her to make that decision or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess felt like there were a lot of big themes going on I that agree. you could take in different interpretations. I, I and, agree yeah. with you. Yep. Yeah. And for those who don't remember our thoughts on it at the time, <laughs> Check our it podcasts out. are up. <laughs> yep. All right. The thing in your reaction I really disagreed with, though, is that what they were doing was boring because there wasn't a villain. That was something I loved about it. It felt a lot like Gravity and the Martian in that way, fighting against nature, the limits of technology, and time. It was just a cool change of pace to see a season finale not structured around, some group is trying to kill us, and we need to kill them first. I'm not trying to sound like a hippie here. Obviously, most stories are going to have traditional villains to fight. It's just an interesting departure from the show... That is where, wait, from what the show is usually like. And I'm sure next season we'll go back to having actual antagonists. Hello, mysterious prison ship. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So I want to say on a, on like a basic level, I want to applaud them for not having a villain. Cause I do think that that is unique. Same. Um, generally speaking, I personally don't get much out of man versus nature stories. I don't like disaster stories. This is why I don't like zombies usually, mm. because they're not people. They're not antagonists. They're a force of nature. Right. Um, I have trouble connecting when there's not... It's not because I need a villain. I just need a person to latch on to. You know, like, I... And, and it's also... I, I do think... So I did like Gravity. And I think that, and I, and I, which gravity reminds me of the Jaha beginning of season two thing, right? Where he's trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is different from that because I didn't, like, gravity and when it's a personal story, like gravity or Jaha, mm-hmm. then I feel like the closeness with him and the tension. Whereas, again, with this, I didn't feel the tension because there were so many of them. They clearly all weren't going to... Like, like we were talking about before. It comes back to what I was yeah. talking about before. I didn't feel the stakes. Right. And so that was where... It was kind of tied together. Right. You know? I, I I haven't seen Gravity. I've seen The Martian. So I get that. I, I like zombie stuff okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I get the very much like stories of survival. But yeah. it, it's kind of just harder to reconcile with a show where it's... uh. It feels like it's used more sparingly, mm-hmm. like with Jaha, yeah. where I'm like, I'm super connected. There are stakes here. And yeah. yeah, it really did come down to, frankly, the group setting yeah. of it. Yeah. And the fact that I, like, when you're watching Gravity, you're like, will she, like, even though, like, you probably think she will survive. It's mm-hmm. like, how can she possibly, yeah. the stakes are so stacked against her, bad thing after bad thing. And yeah. I, I just didn't really feel that here because I was 100% the entire time, like, they're all getting to the arc. There's no tension. Like, you yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. Another thing I'm thinking a lot about is how ultimately the finale was about this small group of people saving themselves and each other. And there was so much saving each other. I'm never going to get over Amori giving Raven her oxygen in my life. That was great. We we didn't mention that. We didn't talk about that enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene. Yeah. There was no grander plan for how they needed to get into space to get Nightblood for the others or anything like that. They just found a way to not die because for various reasons, none of them ended up in the bunker. 
The truth is all of them could die, not literally, but in the world of the show, and it wouldn't make a difference. There was no talk about how they were the last hope for the human race or anything like that. And I think that maybe why Clark felt more like a person in this episode than she has in a while while still being a hero. She was ready to sacrifice herself just to save her two best friends and five randos. <laughs> uh, I feel bad calling Monty Green a rando, but she didn't put him on the list, so... <laughs> I think she did put him on the list. He's on the list, right? No, because there, she was like, Raven knows more than uh, you do. Oh, yeah, okay, Da-da-da. I forgot, because I was remembering Harper wasn't on the list. But, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You could totally argue that's a decrease in the stakes or made it more fitting for a filler episode or B-plot than a season finale, and that's fair. But it's something else I thought was an interesting shift and more like the show's season one roots in a good way. When it was getting ridiculous how often they talk about saving our people or humanity in the abstract, it felt like an intentional choice that we left the future of the human race story in Polis with Commander Octavia, meh, by the way, Mm. and spent the last 40 minutes of the season just on getting these ragtag delinquents and grounders to space. There's definitely a way they could have done it better. Like I said, I agree with you that it was predictable and I knew they'd be safe, but I'm still in the love it camp. In conclusion, totally understand your eh reactions, but you seemed open to hearing why people loved it. So that's my general reason. I love this email. Yeah, me too. This This is is a a really uh, well thought out. Well thought out email that is able to make like concrete like a concrete debate and argument while accepting other people's points of view so i I really appreciate absolutely absolutely yeah and and it definitely makes me think like yeah yeah that makes sense yeah no i I I think i think she's making a very logical argument for uh the positive nature of of focusing on this small group Mm -hmm. to me i think the problem with and i understand why a lot of people love the small group thing and i i love this group yes um i think part of it is that when you're going to fo- go for that lower stakes thing where it's about the personal connections, to me, it isn't even like what I'd want there is for like really great personal moments and really great character moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there weren't any good ones. I would argue for me, there weren't any great ones. And that like when you go down the list, I'm like, okay, Bellamy had a better episode in Give Me Shelter. Clark mm-hmm. had a better episode in God Complex. Raven had a better episode in uh, The Other Side. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like if it's a finale, it doesn't necessarily have to be giant world-saving things, but it should at least be major character moments. Yeah. And I, it didn't feel, I think we have an email coming up where I was like, I didn't really feel the weight of Clark staying behind or them feel, or them, the pain of them leaving Clark behind. Yeah. Which I think we're going to get to. Yeah. So, let's, yeah. let's hold off on that, I believe. Yeah. All right. So the next email is from at a capital chick. This is actually a DM. Oh, okay. Uh, Hi there. I'm really enjoying the first reaction pods. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Like you, I felt a bit in the minority on finale night. Don't get me wrong. I like the finale, and the more time that goes on, the more I appreciate the subtleties and am awed and intrigued at how the story can open up and grow even further in season five. The writers have so much room for creativity and character development now. At the end of the day, my only complaint about the finale was that the mo- was that the moment about cle- leaving Clark behind should have been a dramatic focal point, such as closing the dropship door or pulling either lever in season two slash three. This was a deeply personal finale. It was about these particular characters surviving, and even if it was the only realistic choice, leaving Clark, their friend, was a deeply personal and crushing thing to have to do. 
So the moment when Bellamy, Raven, Monty, and Murphy have to close the door and leave Clark behind should have had more weight or drama in terms of seeing the emotional cost for those characters. It just felt flat. Was it too stoic? Was it the helmets? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I agree with all this, by yes, the way. Yes, same. Yeah. Um, I understand for Bellamy it was his turning point of head over heart, but I wanted to... S- I wanted time to see that struggle, just like we watched Clark struggle with her previous finale decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And if there was too much of a time constraint to dwell on it in the rocket, then I really needed a moment of watching Clark's friends mourn her death and her sacrifice. Which I, I guess they were kind of aiming for when they were looking at the yeah, earth. Yeah, looking the at end, the earth, but, but it, it didn't was, really feel quite that way. Yeah, it was like, it was, like you were saying, sort of stoic. It was Bellamy's like, now I need to toughen up for her. And right? I was like, okay. You can mourn her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so actually, I like the Bellamy and Raven scene, but it was, again, very stoic with the sadness under the surface. A bit more emotion and watching how Clark's death impacted all of her friends would have really hit home her sacrifice and their tragic separation. You could have had her friends mourning her, and then they leave the room and Bellamy and La- Raven are left as the leaders and have their conversation. Yeah. Imagine how like nice it would be if they like all raised a glass to her or something. That would have been like, great. Yeah. Yeah, it would have... You know, we're always like, oh, subtext versus text. I'm yeah. like, this is kind of an okay, more okay thing to put Well, I mean, also think about like... Forefront. Like, I know that this is supposed to be like focusing on him becoming a true leader or like learning logic or whatever. But like, think about this versus his reaction to Octavia dying. You know, it's yeah. It's just such a stark contrast. Or even the way contract. he reacted to Echo potentially committing suicide, <laughs> like trying to talk her down. Yeah, I, I guess I it just felt a little bit too. And I, I know that like you could argue that like okay, they have to go, go, go. But let's be honest, that kind of go, go, go moment happens in so many movies and shows yeah. where they like still drag it out more than they technically should. Yeah. Uh, well, not just that. That's why I'm like. It would have been better as this reflection scene. Yeah. Well, like, I would understand it here I felt more. like I felt like she had told him, you're going to need to be the head sometimes. And then he's like, within five seconds, he's like, you're okay. right. He was right. Yes. You know, yeah. as opposed to being like, he, he's almost going to do the Bellamy thing. Is he going to do the Bellamy thing? Is he going to be stupid? No. No. You know, yeah. like. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, It's sort of the same issue with Jasper for me in episode 12 and 13. As far as these characters know, two friends with whom they began this journey have died. Give us a few moments to watch their friends absorb that loss. I want to quickly say, the more I think about this, the more I'm like, they've done kind of a bad job establishing friendships on this show. Like, I like all the characters alone Uh and, and in small pockets, but I don't really, and I think this is part of why people liked this episode, is mm-hmm. like the camaraderie between yeah, them all. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like our group But of But buddies. I don't know that I felt, I mean, like, okay, we had Maury helping Raven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know that I, like, like they were saying earlier, as far as the randos thing, like, aside from, aside from Bellamy and Raven, I don't know that I, like, would really feel them caring about Clark dying. Like, I understand that, like, Amori yeah. is starting to feel a connection there. Right. Murphy is, like, starting to not hate her. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that's already been yeah, but, settled, Yeah, but I don't feel, Okay, so he doesn't hate her, but I don't feel like he, like, likes her necessarily. Yeah. You know, or, like, he might feels, a connect- her, yeah, but... feels a connection yeah. with her. So... Who knows what Monty and, and Clark's relationship I mean, is I think I think Monty cares about Clark, but yeah. not, like... they. My point is, I don't feel like they've shown that that much. Right. Like, you know, and that's because things are always so heavy. 
you know? I agree. Yeah, yeah. good point. I, I hadn't thought yeah. about that, truly. They don't have enough fun to be able to build up those connections. And that's kind yeah. of the problem. Yeah. That all said, oh, it's also because Clark is like Debbie Downer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that all said, I'm very excited about the potential for season five to be a deeply personal story for these characters. Agreed. Yes. P.S. And then I thought about it some more, and I wonder if this is Bellamy's love is weakness moment. He's stoic, determined, and holding Jaha's baton, bearing the weight of leadership, and the scene ends with his back to audience and the camera pulling away. Maybe this is who he has to be now to lead. The stoicism makes more sense to me now, but still wish we saw the rest of the crew let it sink in that Clark was gone. Yeah. Yep. I think, again, I think you could have ended with Bellamy getting there. I guess yeah. that you needed a little more bit more transition. transition. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next email is a long one. Yeah, so you're going to read that one. Yeah. This is from C. Just wanted to start off by adding to your discussion about the Bellamy and Clark head and heart scene Mm. and how I personally view how that concept works with those two characters and their partnership. I never took Jason's quote about Clark and Bellamy needing each other to work as leaders to be about them needing one another to complete each other and be a good leader. I think it was always about them functioning better together than apart and I think that's been proven several times over throughout the series. Dan, I believe I think you made a point where you believe this is true for Bellamy and not Clark, but I disagree. We've seen at least two different instances where Clark tells Bellamy how he inspires people in a way she believes she's never been able to do. We even see that in uh, episode we even, 13. We even see that. We even see. Yeah. What did I say? Well, you said it, but you just didn't put the emphasis on the uh, way that, yeah. Uh, yeah. We even <laughs> see that in episode 13, when Raven is losing hope and Clark looks over to Bellamy almost helplessly, and that's when he moves in to give Raven a good old Bellamy pep talk. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pause right there if that's yeah. cool. Um, so I think that there are legitimate points here for sure. I think, and the thing is, I, I don't want to make, make it seem like I don't think Bellamy brings anything to the table. I 100% think his charisma and his his sort of his ability to get rally people together is important. I just don't to me putting them on equal footing is is does a little bit of a disservice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think okay, I can agree that he's a better leader without with him. Mm-hmm. I just think he's already a good leader without him, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's a good leader without her. And so yeah. that that's to me is where I'm like. There's this weird disconnect for me. Yeah, I yeah. get that. And I think that we're, we're leading to a point where he can be a good leader. I think that's her, what this was yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. I see both characters having a bit of both, honestly. But there's no denying that each one respectively leans more towards the head and the other the heart. And I mm-hmm. think this season has made a point of this. The Black Rain thing was Bellamy's turning point in this season. It was his talk with Kane that began to make him realize that he couldn't save everyone as much as he may want to. And with Clark, her breaking point was definitely when she chose not to shoot Bellamy. I think you guys said you'd hope that there was more about her wanting to believe that Bellamy was right, and I personally don't think that was it. I think she really did truly believe that her letting the door be opened would basically be the end of the human race, but she couldn't bring herself to hurt Bellamy, which led to her giving into her heart rather than sticking with her head. I think it's interesting from this point on, we see her doing this more in the final two episodes and her leaning more on her friends than we've seen all season long. A specific moment in episode 12, where after their vehicle broke down and there was wasn't enough time for them to get Raven and head back to Polis. It's Bellamy that thinks the most logical thing they can do is return to the bunker and Clark disagreeing and refusing to leave Raven behind. That's a good point. Yeah. 
I but like I, that. I, so, okay. So that's a good point. I do think it's a little bit more nuanced than that because I think Clark was also like, there, there's no way we're going to make it and there's no way we can I, save I them all. And, and, and we're not yeah. going to be like, yeah. not all of us are going to be allowed yeah. to stay. And, I, and I, I'm assuming that at that, that was the point where she came up with the rocket plan. Yeah. So, so I, I see where you're coming from. I do. I think it was you, Olga, that said that you hope it's more of, you know, as far as the shooting moment, that it was less about Bellamy and more about her seeing his point of view. Yeah. Because I, I think I agree with them the more I think about it, as far as it being her letting, like, letting her heart in a little bit more. And yeah. I, I, I've always said, I'm okay with that happening once in a while. Me too. You know, like, I think that I that's I am okay fine. with it. I, I am yeah. okay with it. And yeah. as more time goes on, I'm even more okay yeah. with it. I think it's more just that we both sort of struggle with the the shipping of it all and that we don't want our protagonist making major decisions as a ship moment. Right. But it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. It does. Yeah. I think the obvious reason for both trajectories of these two characters were to lead us to where they end up in the finale with Clark making the choice to stay behind to save her friends and Bellamy leaving her behind because it was the only choice. Mm -hmm. However, I also think that the reason for this is because we're going to be getting some sort of role reversal in season five. They're going to be two vastly different individuals after this time jump, and we're, le we're left to believe that Bellamy will be leading the space squad and most likely making more logical decisions versus impulsive ones. And when we see Clark six years later, we see her having hope and believing Bellamy and company are still alive, even though she has no proof of that whatsoever. If you ask me, I don't think Clark pre-time jump would have had this much faith so i kind of hope i'm right because it'll be really interesting to see bellamy and clark not quite being able to click together again whenever they do reunite and having to rebond and figure out how they're going to work together again after so much time apart i think another uh, interesting addition to that is also just that clark so i agree with everything they're saying yes uh, also that clark hasn't been a leader for that long i agree yeah. and i hope this doesn't come off sounding insensitive but also clark now has this girl yeah. maddie right yeah what's her name? Maddie, maddie yeah, yeah. um maddie to take care of and mm -hmm. yeah she's trying clearly trying to train her yeah. and everything like oh you're my little nightblood yeah. but it's like this more nurturing role yeah. for clark directly yeah. like it's not just the survival of the abstract yeah, it's like yeah. she is responsible basically for a yeah. human life and that definitely leads to more emotional decisions and more emotional decisions yeah, yeah. so i think that's yeah. another <sighs> it's level. a little scary to me though on some point on some level I, I mean, right? having taken having taken gender representation classes for specifically in action and, and sci-fi movies mm -hmm. and horror stuff, usually when you give your strong female protagonist a child to take care of, it leads to a lot of, oh, she's a woman and she's making the emotional choice so, for her child. So that and, I was actually going to yeah. say this is my worry too of like, oh, okay, great. Bellamy is going to be more logical and Clark is going to be more emotional. And I'm like... But what made it kind of special yeah. is the fact that it was the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So it's so... I, I get where they're going for. It. I don't think there's a problem with it. It's no. just a little nervous. Because yeah, what I love about Clark is her logic. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited about Bellamy being more logical, but I don't want Clark to lose that. I don't think she will. I don't think it's just about go finding so a balance. Far. I yeah. just I really. I just I'm don't cautiously want... optimistic. I don't want her to become Abby. Is my main thing. Me neither. Yeah. God. God forbid. Yeah. 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 Jaha forbid. Yep. Um, all right. What? I don't know. It sounded good in my head. Ignore me, please. He's like the cult leader. Whatever. Yes. All right. A few quick things that I like slash didn't like throughout the season and season five speculation. 
I've not been a fan of Octavia this season. I tried really hard because I used to adore her in season two and some of three, but something's fallen flat with me in regards to her character as a whole. I had hoped for this season because of how many cast members had said they enjoyed Octavia's arc the most, but meh. That's the second meh yeah. we've gotten, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, I think I was getting there during the big Hunger Games episode, but then I went back to not really feeling her again for some reason. I'll have to rewatch to figure out why exactly so I can put better into words, but maybe this time jump will bring me around to her again, hopefully. I mean, we're, we're with you. To a degree, I'm with you, yeah. 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 I'm not a huge fan of babies on shows, but six years is a long time up in space, so if they gotta have at least one, I'm kind of hoping it's Murphy and Amori. Can y'all imagine Murphy as a dad? Oh, my God. <laughs> It'd be even better if Raven was the godmother, though. Aww. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't think how science and tech and stuff works. Wait, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think. Olga doesn't think. Or read. I don't know how science and tech stuff and stuff works. But that's just funny, a funny comment. I don't know how science works. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. You're underestimating yourself a little bit there. Um, but what do you think the chances are that Clark's radio transmissions were received by that prison transport ship instead of the Ark, and how, that's how they knew it was safe to come back to Earth? I think that's a I think really that's very le- likely, yeah, incredibly likely. So it's especially it adds an extra personal layer of it's her fault. It's her fault. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love that. Yeah. Oh yes. Or maybe because of those radio messages, they got a heads up about others in space, and maybe they kidnapped our space squad, and that's why they haven't come back down yet. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that too. That yeah. they, when they come down, they bring down. Yeah, that would also make it. I mean, it would be kind of upsetting because it's not like Raven and Monty figured out how to bring them down, yeah. but it yeah. would be like Clark is responsible for their being yeah. kidnapped and in danger. Yeah. Random point I want to throw in because I can't remember if I actually have said it on a podcast yet, mm-hmm. but I remember I was seeing people talking about. The idea that um, maybe Bellamy was hearing all the transmissions but wasn't able to respond. Yeah, And that that would be a very smart way to prevent Echo and Rave, uh, either have him be loyal to Clark this whole time. Right. Still a little bit. It's very romantic. It is. (laughs) It's very romantic. Depending on how it's handled, I think I might be okay with it. All right, if that's what they decide to do. Yep. And lastly, Octavia and Nyla are going to hook up, calling it now. So down for that shit. Yeah. So down. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all, all right. right i will read this next one are you sure i will try <laughs> gil from scotland very exciting to have a scotlandian uh this is paraphrased scottish scotlandian damn this is already off on a bad <laughs> I mean, start i did it on pur- purpose sure <laughs> all right so this is paraphrased or it's not exactly paraphrased but we cut some stuff down for time um so these are their season four thoughts uh first lexa I think the writers did a great job at remembering Lexa. I think she was mentioned in every episode up until 410. It was nice that they haven't just tried to move past the issue. Pretty sure Finn was barely mentioned again after his death. To me, this shows they've learned from season three. Balmy's Redemption. I'm a fan of Balmy, but I feel he was redeemed far too quickly. I know this has been discussed previously, but it irritates me that Clark seemed to completely forgive him, which I know many will say, uh because it would make her a hypocrite but but frankly i guess don't think it's the same she had such a strong reaction when fid did a similar thing i know slightly different but she seems to have a very little very little issue with what balmy did 
there appears to have been no consequences for what he did, and, is, and he's back to being the quote-unquote hero. I think there was one episode in season four where he was all angsty about what happened. Perhaps this is also a result of the writers realizing they were mishandled him in season three, but it just doesn't sit well with me. The show can have a bit of a tendency to just brush past certain issues and not go into much detail. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Or... Mm. I... I think you're making a logical argument. Yeah. I personally want Bellamy to be the hero, and I want to get past that mishandled section. Right. Uh, so I am personally happy with this. I'm, <laughs> but I'm I get what you're to, feeling. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just one of those things. We've talked about it a bit before. Yeah. We're just like kind of feel like i have to take it at face value at yeah. this point yeah and yeah it's unfortunate yeah but it kind of happened yeah and i yeah. don't know it's one of those things where i'm more willing not to forgive it but look yeah. past it than i am with other mis- yeah what i see i do want to say though that logically the argument could be made that they first they made a mistake uh with having him go too far mm-hmm. and now they're making a second mistake by not showing the ramifications of that far enough and that yeah. you could have been like oh we made a mistake well we're gonna see it through and accept the consequences are our mistake but are those consequences <laughs> that interesting that's yeah. the other thing like they might yeah. not find those consequences that interesting to write about yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. all right bell arc um i'm a fan of both characters but i have never really shipped them together and much preferred them as two leaders who support each other but have a platonic relationship Clearly, they have stepped up the Balrog stuff in the season finale, which is probably due uh, due to how they ended it with them separating. I feel like it's a little unrealistic that they li- that literally a few months after Lex and Gina's death, that two of them would have moved so quickly. I get that these things have moved quickly on the show, and as Klexa Shipper, I m- maybe I'm not being totally balanced, but I wasn't a fan of this, and I also felt some of it was just far too direct, like the head and the heart thing. And yeah. yeah, so actually, here I think it was this email. Well, they said where they, they said like they thought it was weeks, yeah. but it turned out to be months. But yeah. even so, they felt a little like yeah. it was more understandable, but still a little rushed. And I, I mean, was like, yeah, I, I feel less so about Gina because honestly, I felt like even when he was like, with Gina, he was focused was on Clark. Yeah, yeah, like who the hell was Gina? Honestly, we don't know. I think again, I think it's complicated because I think that even when she was with Lexa, she still had some feelings for Bellamy, and she's already been building. Yeah. Up. It's not like she just met some new guy that. Yeah. And and again, we always have the the hypocrisy of us having issues with this because of how quickly she moved on from Finn. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. I don't know. Life, man. Finn. <laughs> Remember that guy. <laughs> Views on the finale. Like Dan, I really enjoyed the last ten minutes, and the flash forward was amazing. A great cliffhanger and can't wait for season five. But I didn't understand why everyone thinks it was so good apart from the last 10 minutes. For me, 411 was better than this episode by miles. And it doesn't come close to the finale of season two and three, in my opinion. A lot of fans also seem to think it's the best season yet. And uh, and again, I completely disagree. Season two all the way. I do love that Clark has been on the ground for six years and meets her little nightblood friend Maddie. I also like that they have still kept some of the old grounder culture alive, as I assume there must be future purposes for still having the Nightbloods, excluding Clark. Octavia becoming commander I think we all saw coming, but I'm undecided in how I feel about everyone just accepting this so easily. 
But that being said, I would have loved to have seen Clark become the commander in 410 until Abby ruined it, I roll. Also, another slight aside, I didn't like Octavia jumping into bed with someone weeks after Lincoln had died. Just felt unrealistic to me uh, and a disservice to her character, same as Clark. See, the thing with this is I, I do agree that Octavia having a sexual rebound feels a little bit more ridiculous oh i actually disagree really i think because it was a sex here's the thing they're not going at all into oh i lost Ilian, the love of my life no, or they anything didn't. Is, she didn't i feel, feel like way. she needed it was like part of her grief that she did it was still yeah, about sure. lincoln i think because it was i she needed to feel her yeah. whole thing was like i need to feel yeah. something like she then tries to like run out you know i mean before she tries yeah. to run out in the rain i i don't get it i i'm yeah. sorry i i still i need to rewatch the yeah. season in a few months yeah. to just track octavia i yeah. i don't get it yeah. i've said that before and i'll say it again yeah. um yeah, call I, me I stupid for it, but <laughs> I get, I, just, I get, I get where this person's coming. She from. doesn't track, but yes, um, I get where you're coming from. And Something... Also, I'm so glad somebody agrees with me about this season not being the best. But <laughs> yeah, um, something that I am now feeling concerned yeah. over that I hope is not a problem in season five. Yeah, I really hope that the grounders, yeah, are now on board with science. Oh, yeah. Like I'm gonna be kind of pissed off <laughs> if after all that time in the Bunker. like i mean yes they're gonna have their own culture and yeah it'll be like the oh their traditions but like i'm gonna need them to get on board with like modern quote, i think modern science and medicine i think at you that will point. i think there will be people that they are trained in like apprenticeships over the six years to help with the various they, machines they better things. yeah genuinely they yeah. better because I mean, yes, they have it like, oh, they like guns now. Like, yeah. they're cool with guns. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but then everything else is still like, oh, yeah. they were, whatever, fuck the machinery, yeah. Indra. Like, screw it. Yeah. We know. We'll figure it yeah. out. It's like, well, hopefully they'll actually teach you and you yeah. won't just be like afraid of it yeah. anymore. Or I'm interested to see what happens wary. with their religion and Gaia because I will say I think the first step to them like losing they're losing you know becoming more scientific is that they can't trust the night blood they can't trust the chip yeah. like the chip is no longer what makes the leader so they've yeah. already hopefully kind of so, moved aside so what's from gaia's that? viewpoint and her purpose now i don't know because they've already said like we can't trust nightblood anymore well it's no. like well clark is also the only person made into a nightblood maybe yeah. they'll believe that and then if she found maddie yeah. i don't know i don't yeah. know i feel like gaia might i could see gaia becoming more of an important character no if she and Clark are facing each other and trying to almost like fight over Maddie, mm. I don't know how, if I would like that. I don't think I would. I don't know, yeah. but we'll it, see. It's interesting. It's hard yeah. to tell. I mean, a big part of this show has always been like belief and yeah. religion and spirituality. Yeah. And I, you know, while that took a backseat this season. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that it was a bunker and, re you know, a cult yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. I would hate to lose that completely from the yeah. show. Well, I'm also thinking I don't I don't think that we're ever going to get a commander that has the chip again. I think Octavia is the commander. Um, what I think going forward with the chip is that there might be a time where they need the knowledge of the chip and someone yeah. takes the chip. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Also, it would be a pretty good weapon. <laughs> just, just, just carry it around with you and attack people with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like she did with Emerson. Good point. <laughs> All, All right. right. Lastly, Caitlin. Caitlin, aw, our last feedback of the season. Yep. Hi, 
guys. Hi. Hi. I don't know. You don't sound like this. <laughs> I'm not saying you do. I just, my voice went there. All right. Since this is the last episode we are going to have for a while, I wanted to first say thank you. It's pretty awesome to connect with the show and then find others who do the same. Thank you. I know. Yes. Thank you. I know life is hard and I truly appreciate all the time you guys put into making this podcast and connecting with us who love it. Okay. Moving on to the show. The season has been really good and really emotional. I wanted to talk about Clark one last time and say that her character development has been a truly great piece of writing and acting. Olga, when you mentioned it in the last podcast about feeling like we haven't been with her, I totally got that. I was thinking more... I, th- I was thinking about it more, and the whole season has felt a little disconnected from Clark. Mm-hmm. To me, Clark is what grounds the show, so while I've loved this season, at times I felt a little disconnected as well. Yeah. Thank you. I was definitely not as emotionally invested in this season as I was in previous seasons. Agreed, yeah. Um, However, looking closer, I think it's really cool what they did. Clark's heart was completely broken when Lexa died. She didn't have time to process it in the rest of season three, so I think season four has been her journey of dealing with that pain. While they have made some hurtful missteps when it came to Lexa's death, I think they valued her relationship to Clark very highly and took the time to show it. In real life, it takes a while for us to move on from something like that. In TV land, it's not always the case because, let's be real, it's not always fun to watch. Yep. Yes. Frankly, yep. yes. Yep. Clark lost a part of herself when Lexa died. The ending of the finale not only made the episode, but the season, because we saw Clark finally be the Clark we love. From the Ashes We Will Rise is overused quite a bit, <laughs> not only in this season, but in life in general. It's a cliche and a lovely sentiment that we were bashed over the head with in this season. <laughs> um, uh, Clark. Can oh. next season not have a catchphrase that's on the poster? That would be fine by me. <laughs> keep it a mystery. Yeah. Keep it also, Keep it subtle. Also, can the poster not spoil like the sixth episode? Of the I season? genuinely didn't think it was a spoiler, <laughs> but like, what the fuck? All right. I didn't like it until this scene. Clark literally rises from the ashes. The mm-hmm. old, broken-hearted person dies, and a new nightblood takes her place. Mm-hmm. Clark sacrificed herself, which is the what she does best. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. true. But this is the first time in the series where she didn't have to sacrifice someone else to save anyone. Oh, oh that's a good catch there. <laughs> For the first time, she makes a choice that saves people and no one dies. This gives her a new purpose, and knowing the Nightblood work, she now feels like a new person. Is that true of last season? Yeah, because when she shut down the City of Light, uh, the I guess people... like everybody d- technically kind of died. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she, they literally killed people yeah, who were trying to get yeah, in. Yeah. 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 Um, when we open on her again in the last scene, she's drawing again. In the entire series, Clark draws only three times. First, before she hits the ground and she felt safe. Second, with Lexa, and she felt safe. And now, after the world ended, she lived and feels safe. I thought she drew with Finn, too. Uh, I think he gave her supplies. But we never saw her. I don't know her. if he, she drew. Also, well, the point, ha- she still felt safe Also, with she him. had supplies at Mount Weather, but I think he might have used it to make a map or something. Yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, good yeah. point, yeah. though. She, she does use it in a setting of safety yeah. and comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, she feels safe enough to be her and do more than just survive. I think this next season will show a great dynamic between her and Maddie, and I can't wait to see how their relationship will turn out and affect her other relationships. Yep. I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic yeah. about that. I mean, because ex- I generally am excited about the idea oh, of Maddie. Oh, me yeah. too. Me too. It was just this thing that I just realized while we were recording of like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe. 
right. I'm also one of the few that feel Bellamy and Echo would be amazing to watch as a couple in any sort of way. Mm. Echo is one of the biggest reasons I love the finale so much. Mm. I think it was a great idea to have her there and to see her in space is going to be pretty great. Mm-hmm. This season hit a lot of tough subjects and showed some beautifully and others not so much. I do like the general ending they left us with that showed hope and a sense of love, a sense of life after destruction. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, I love having a new group of people introduced and I think, uh, who I think have been there and watching all along. Interesting theory. Mm. Um, They're all just pawns in a chess game. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what crazy things this next season will have. Thank you guys again for all that you do and generally just being awesome people. Thank you. Aw, thank you. Mm. All right. So speaking of awesome people, before we actually get to this last part, yeah. do you want to talk about the thing that you're doing with awesome people? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I did talk about it a little bit on the last podcast. So I guess um, I guess put out a teaser. It's on their, our Twitter, uh, V100 Podcast. Uh, for my new YouTube channel, Doing Okay, which will officially launch next Sunday, so June 11th. Uh, we're going to have a, a myriad of different shows, vlogs, podcasts about a myriad of topics. Olga and I just did a Wonder Woman review that will go up <laughs> next the same day, June 11th. So, uh, so yeah, while this is primarily Dan's thing with his buddy Keith, yep. I will be participating in a, <laughs> in a Interesting in a way. capacity. <laughs> It's an ah. orthodox Wonder Woman review. Yes. Um, so yeah, please check that out. It would be it would be grand. Yes. Uh, certainly a different kind of content than we do here. But certainly. if you like us, which hopefully you do, check out our stuff. Check out doing okay. Yeah. And you'll you, do okay. Yep. So it's it's not like officially all set up and stuff, but June eleventh, you can go to youtube.com slash doing okay and, and check that out. All right, yep. now for the actual thing you planned on yes. saying. Okay, well, I, first I want to quickly just say as a random thing I want to throw in, can we please get like a nice, good Raven love interest next season? And can it please be Luna back from the dead? <laughs> <laughs> One of the prison boys. He's actually a genius engineer. <laughs> oh, God. Or not an engineer, and he's just a bad boy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or Batgirl. All right. Back to hashtag endgame. Would For, you, to wrap it up with. <laughs> would you rather. Edition. Yes. Uh, so we're going to start with, the, we got one from a listener over on Tumblr. Come on, guys. This was sad. Step it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to read that one? Yes. So this is from Quirky Cerebral Writing, okay. which fits, I suppose. <laughs> would you rather Riley come back to life or your favorite character die. Riley, come back to life. Riley, come back to life. Oh, hell no. Am I willing to sacrifice any of my babies for, yeah. like, for Riley? You know? Yeah. Like, Riley, come uh, back and I'll he just... He can come back to life and just sit in a corner. <laughs> Get punched in the face again. I don't oh, know. Man. Whatever. All right. So then we have a few more that we came up with. Mm-hmm. Would you rather Echo be carrying Bellamy's baby or Jaha die three episodes into the season? So here's the problem. <laughs> I do think Jaha's going to die three episodes into the yeah, season. But if... Hypothetically, if we didn't know that he was leaving the show, yeah. I would rather have Echo be carrying Bellamy's baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me change it, though, because we know. Yes. What if Jaha died in the first episode? Oh... <laughs> I would rather... Or, or even we saw him die in a flashback during the sixth <gasps> year. No! <laughs> I would never choose that. 
Yeah. Jaha matters to me. I mean, Jaha matters to me. Yeah. Jaha matters to me more than the Echo Baby principle. Yeah, exactly. Even if even as silly as that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like just don't. Yeah. (laughs) Would you rather Monty and Harper break up or Amori and Murphy? Monty and Harper. Yeah. I. I, But I really like Monty and Harper. (laughs) I do too. But the thing is that like. I could see them more realistically facing problems yeah. and not being able to reconcile them. Whereas, yeah. like, memory for life. Yeah. Like, I want them <laughs> see, to have a baby. Them, I want them yeah, to have a baby. Yeah, it's true. So. I, see, the thing is, I think I personally like Monty and Harper more, but I also agree with you that it makes more sense for them to break up. The, so. the other thing is, I feel like, you know, I hate to say, like, oh, they're defined as a couple, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Monty and Harper aren't defi- necessarily defined as by defined, their... Yeah, as defined yeah. by their relationship. Yeah. So... All right. Um, would you rather Raven be by or Murphy be by? Um, so I'm gonna say Raven just because Murphy's already with the Mori. But if a Mor- if Murphy wasn't with the Mori, I don't know what my answer would be. I just really like Raven. Yeah. And I want her to be happy with whoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think it would be really interesting to see Murphy with a guy. I guess we can't we can't lose a Mori, but yeah. it would be really interesting to see Murphy with a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the next one? Would you rather? Uh, <laughs> would you rather have Abby's brain melt off screen or Octavia and Bellamy have another, another sibling rift? Anything to avoid another, like, siblings <laughs> rift. Have Abby's brain melt off screen. Fine. I'll take it. I prefer that to Jaha being killed uh, off screen, so. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those ones where, like, okay, like, I wouldn't mind Abby's brain being melted off screen, but also that would be a really stupid story. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's only yeah. if like the actress yeah. hates the show all of a sudden and refuses to. <laughs> both, I mean, on both screen. things would be a really stupid story. I mean, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Would what, you rather? It's me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would you rather see flashbacks to the six missing years or leave it to the imagination? I kind of don't know what my answer to this is. But you came up with this question. Yeah. So. That's the thing is because I'm expecting flashbacks and I kind of want flashbacks, but mm-hmm. I also think it would be kind of cool to never see flashbacks. I want flashbacks. You do? Okay. I want flashbacks. I want them carefully used. And yeah. I feel after season three, I'm more hopeful that they know how to do them better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Not that they were ever like really that bad, yeah. but. Would you would you have rathered Raven commit DNR or Jasper have chosen life? Oh, it's a good question. Yeah. So basically, would we have, you know, would we rather have da- Raven died or Jasper lived? Yeah. Oh God. Um. The problem is that it's Jasper's. Like it was Jasper's story, and yeah. while it it showed a different thing, and while there were problems with that. I don't know. Well, I think, okay, here's the thing. I love Raven way too much. I love her more than Jasper. So yeah, that, on, that, on yeah. that thing, I, you know, I think we were this question kind of incorrectly. Yeah, we definitely but, did. But as I'm far like as, not sure. Yeah, what... I, I guess the I, the actual question is would we have preferred the, them flip the script yeah. instead of what happened? Right. I was like, uh, well, then they yeah. both would have yeah, lived yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. both would have died. Yeah. yeah. So would, yeah. We, would we have preferred they flip the script versus what actually happened? Yeah. Um, That's a better question. I think... I think in some way, story-wise, if they flipped the script, it might have been better. Mm-hmm. Because I think it would have been a good arc thing for both of them. Like, what we had with them, with Raven mm-hmm. and Murphy, where she was leaving and have her final space walk, 
as much as I love Raven, mm-hmm. that would have been a fitting end for the like a really tragic fitting end for the character. Right. Um. And Jasper finally finding a way to choose life, I think, would have also been interesting. It would have. It would have been interesting, and I think it would have been very powerful. Yeah. Um. The, Emotionally, I like what we had. Me too. Yeah. The, the thing is that the one thing I'm glad didn't happen is that Raven chose life and got to live. Like I would have hated it if she. If they gave her, a, it would have been tragic if she like chose life, and then but died. it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And she couldn't come back yeah. from from that. That would have been so fucked up. That would have been too far. That would have been yeah. too, way too far. Yeah. And I think it wouldn't have carried the same weight. So I'm just yeah. kind of like glad that's not yeah. an option on the table. <laughs> yeah. All right. And last one. Last one. Would you have rathered Jaha go through with the coup, mm-hmm. or have Clark let Amori get tested? For Nightblood. And God Complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have rather Jaha go through with the coup. And I honestly, there aren't any grounders in the bunker that I need to have lived. <laughs> at the, yeah. Aside from Nyla. Like, that's the thing. is if, if the bunker just became, like, Jaha land and it was, that, then that could have also been more Mount Weathery, like the person was saying. Yeah. Um, I prefer what happened. As, but I, I yeah. do too because it gave us that really yeah. amazing interaction yeah. between Jahan Kane and yeah. this is what we do yeah. to survive. Oh. Mm. But but yeah, no, I know it's messed up, mm. but like Indra has pissed me off lately and yeah. so has Octavia. Yeah. So not really as much, yeah. but like because Octavia only pissed me off a little bit in that episode yeah. at that point. Yeah. But but yeah. So I would have also preferred Yeah. Jaha going through with this coup of the two options. Also because I like Amori and don't want her to get irradiated. (laughs) I will say there was there's an interesting potential parallel option where Clark did let Amori die, even though I love what happened. Mm -hmm. And then that was making that mistake is what led to her sacrificing herself here in the finale. Mm-hmm. That could have been interesting, yeah. And then that would have given more weight to her choice in the finale. Um, hmm. But you know, I like what happened. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it's been a swell season. Thank you for all the feedback. I, I, we didn't get to everybody, but we got most people. Yes. Um. Thank you for listening and yeah. participating, and we hope that you'll continue to do so. Yeah. In season five, because yeah. I'm sure it'll be. At the very least, a very exciting season. Yep. And so we'll probably see you in a season five preview podcast down the line. If we find any other reason the podcast before then, you know, stay, stay subscribed and you'll you'll see it before then. Mm-hmm. Also, please, you know, just follow the Twitter, The 100 Podcast. Follow my personal Twitter, at The Podcast Man. And, you know, check out all our other little projects that we'll be doing. Because they'll be popping up. Yeah. Thank you, guys. May we meet again. May we meet again. And scene.